Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, thank you very much and welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, Marissa Charles, our co-host is on special assignment today. Dr. Charles will be back with us the next time we come back into the studio, and uh, we uh, will be able to do this. Looking forward to it. We certainly miss her, but we'll do the best we can uh, without Dr. Charles. We've got a special guest joining us today from Wellman at Rosewood up in Austin, Texas, and Helica Contreras is a doctor of osteopathy. Uh, she got her medical degree from the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, she completed her family medicine residency at John Peter Smith Hospital in Fort Worth. Grew up in the Valley in Harlingen and, and that part of the woods. Board certified in family medicine and geriatric medicine as well. And uh, Angelica, welcome to WellMed Radio. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, you had mentioned to me off the air you grew up in the Valley, uh, which is a really interesting place uh, for you to uh, go from there and uh, have such success uh, as a medical doctor. Have you thought about uh, perhaps uh, the need for doctors there and maybe going back one day? Absolutely. I think that that was always um, in the plans, um, but I got stuck here in Austin. But I don't know. We might might work our way down back to the valley pretty soon. But absolutely, I think there's such a great need Um for, for more doctors, um, and, and then there's a new medical school, so there's a lot of new opportunities down there that are, that are happening so that local kids can stay local and then stay local after they're done with medical school. So um, it's, it's a great place, too. Yeah, a nephew of mine went to the medical school, in fact, uh, graduates uh, this year. Oh, nice. And he uh, yeah, one of the first classes. Congratulations. So, well, yeah, I wonder, does that get me into USAA as a, as a client? I don't know. I have a nephew ah. who's, a, who's in the military. We'll have to check that out, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I want to talk a bit about something that's coming up. And, of course, with all of the attention paid uh, to COVID-19 uh, and the uh, coronavirus flu, uh, we tend to forget that every year we need to get a flu shot. It has nothing to do uh, with COVID-19. Right, right, and that's recommended every year. Um, so absolutely, and it's a little bit more important this year because of COVID-19. Um, and so there is that possibility of a co-infection, and so we, we cannot emphasize how important it is this year to fact, have that flu vaccine. I've already heard uh, one physician interviewed, I don't remember, uh, where it may have been on CNN, who had patients with co-infections, uh, flu and coronavirus, makes it tough to treat. Absolutely. So there were actually, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was the tail end of last year's flu um, season because, you know, it starts uh, now pretty much and it runs till the beginning of next year. And so um, there were some patients that were co-infected, and you're absolutely right. It makes it extremely difficult to treat. And not only is it difficult to treat, but uh, the patients that are co-infected sometimes do not have good outcomes. Uh, just there is a higher likelihood of 
of of bad outcomes, uh, and so that's that's why we're really recommending to try and and get that flu vaccine. Bad outcome will be death. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> not a good outcome for sure. Not a good outcome, right? Not a good outcome. When should you get that flu shot? I, some folks had said, "Well, I'm going to wait until you know that flu season gets going in December and January. What do I want it for now?" Others are going to say, "No, I want to get a head start on this and let me build up that immunity." What do you recommend? Right. So I think that you'll hear that often. There's, uh, I think, two schools of thought where some people will say, no, let's, let's just wait. Um, and there's others that say, no, let's do it now. What we're doing here at WellMed is we're saying, get it, get it now. Because what happens is that actually you get your vaccine today, but it actually is not really protective until two weeks from now, because that's how long it takes your body to build those little fighters, that immunity. Um, it takes about two weeks. And so we recommend that you get it now. Um, and we try to get as many folks in before the end of, of October. But um, if you don't get it, then it's still okay. You still can take your flu vaccine during this um, flu season. But again, it is so important, critical because of uh, coronavirus that we get that flu vaccine as soon as possible. So I recommend get it now. And I'm actually telling my patients um, the same same message. Now, for folks who are on Medicare, there's no cost for that uh, vaccination. In fact, uh, you can get it at your clinic. You can get it if you're a WellMed patient, as I am, or uh, you can get it at your uh, many of the local uh, pharmacies and grocery chains also offer that mm-hmm. vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's all True. the same vaccine, right? It's all the same vaccine. Yes, it's all the same vaccine. Um, and so, you know, there's different manufacturers, but it's all the same vaccine. Um, and so it's very, very important to, to get that done. If you just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio on 930 AM. The Answer, I'm Ron Aaron. Marisa Charles, our co-host on special assignment today, so we are here without her. We're talking with Angelica Contreras. She's a doctor of osteopathy, a DO at Wellman at Rosewood up in Austin, Texas. Also, and it's neat to see, uh, Dr. Contreras, uh, you completed your geriatric medicine fellowship, and uh, more and more that's happening, but you're still small numbers compared uh, to family docs. Yes, there is. We tried, well, you know, I try, we have residents that come by and I try to recruit them all the time saying, hey, you, you ever thought about doing a fellowship in geriatrics? I think uh, doctors that specialize in the, uh, and that's what geriatrics is, uh, doctors that specialize in the care of older adults, um, we, you know, we're, there's not that many of us. And right. so I tried to recruit and say, hey, Think about doing your fellowship, and it's it's a wonderful wonderful specialty, um, and and I just I think we definitely need and can use more geriatricians out there. Well, the other thing they should understand it's a growth industry. There are more older people now than younger people. <laughs> yep, job security, right? <laughs> exactly. So when you go to get that flu shot, if you happen to be uh, like me, a senior. I'm 78. I know in the past they were giving a super shot for seniors. Are they still doing that? There is still a super shot. Um, they've changed it just a little bit. But the, what I tell my patients is it, it, even if you don't get the super shot, what we have seen is that the eff- efficacy is the same. So it works the same, believe it or not. 
as uh, just the regular regular flu vaccine. So um, if if you can't if you go to the pharmacy and you say, hey, I want that super shot, and they say they well we don't have it, we have the regular one, take it. So um, I I would recommend going ahead and taking that flu vaccine, whether it's it's um, the regular or the super one, because they both actually work pretty much the same, and that's to protect you from getting that influenza. And will they let, if you go to a, a, a grocery store or a pharmacy, will they let your PCP know you've gotten that shot so, uh, so our medical records are complete? So what I recommend usually is, because they, they see so many, so many patients, um, I, what I recommend is, as a patient, go ahead and let your pharmacist know that you want your records sent. They may make you sign a paper that gives them permission to fax over your flu vaccine records to your doctor. Uh, that, or they can give you the record and then you just bring it into the office and we scan it and we make sure that we have a copy on our records. Because Probably. You're right. We, we, yeah. mm-hmm. It's easier that way. Bring yeah. it in. Because <laughs> you're going to be there at some point anyhow. Exactly, exactly. That might just be easier for everyone. For those who, you know, have been living in a cave somewhere and, and, <laughs> and, and just deal with flu for a moment, not COVID-19, uh, for those who have been living in a cave and don't understand that if you don't get the flu shot and you get the flu, that's not a good place to be. You do not want the flu. Mm-hmm. Right. You and, and, and not only that, but we also need to think beyond uh, us, right? It's not just you who's going to get the flu, but um, you might actually uh, pass that on to someone else as well. In fact, I heard a story this morning in the news about a it's actually quite sad. This little girl, uh, the parents didn't do the flu vaccine because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't think it was important. And the little girl ended up getting the flu complications and she ended up losing her sight. And so now the parents are coming out saying, please don't do what we did. And they're actually encouraging others to, 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 to take their flu vaccine because, uh, even if you don't, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for those that you love or someone else wow. that may not have a strong immune uh, um, immunity. And so, again, we, we need to think beyond us and do it for others. So flu can cost you to lose your sight? Well, in this case, there was actually a little bit of swelling in the brain, which can happen if it gets very complicated. And there's different things that can result from that. Uh, what we call encephalopathy, that swelling of the brain, right. and there was a loss, loss of vision. So wow. The flu is tricky. It could do a lot of things. And so that, unfortunately, was a side effect um, uh, for, for this family. And now they're, they're advocates and, and, and making sure that they tell everyone, please, please, you know, take your flu vaccine. We are dealing with such incredible numbers of death in recent months, you talk about COVID-19 and a thousand people a day are dying. That's a lot of people. And the flu kills as well. It does. Um, and actually, the flu, if you look at if you're looking at just numbers, um, the flu is a, a, can I say a greater killer, a bigger killer than COVID. Um, and so we we definitely need to make sure that that 
the population is aware of this and because um, I think that right now we're saying, oh, well, it's, it, it's COVID that, that's more dangerous. Well, yes, it, it's true, but, but the flu also is uh, a, a, big, a bigger enemy as well. Stay with me. We're going to come right back. We're talking on our Wellman Radio Hotline with Dr. Angelica Contreras, doctor of osteopathy at Wellman at Rosewood up in Austin, Texas. Marissa Charles, our co-host on special assignment today. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for listening to WellMed Radio. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number, and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. You're listening to WellMed Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron. Marisa Charles, our co-host on special assignment today. Dr. Charles will be back for our next broadcast. And we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with Dr. Angelica Contreras. She is up at WellMed at Rosewood in Austin, Texas. And we were uh, talking, Dr. Contreras, about uh, the numbers of people who are dying because of COVID-19 and how many have died in the past and will die in the future because of the flu, these are huge, huge numbers of people. It's right. And so we, um, we encourage everyone that's listening to please um, get their flu shot, especially now with coronavirus, um, because, again, we, we, we briefly talked earlier about the co-infection and the danger of, of, of that. So, again, we just encourage everybody out there to go ahead and get their flu vaccine. We're also told that seniors are probably more susceptible uh, to COVID-19. Is that true of flu as well? Absolutely. I think that as we age, um, we tend to um, have a little bit of uh, suppressed immunity. Um, and so it, you are at a higher risk for complications that can occur from having the flu um, such as pneumonia, and so uh, it, it, there's there's a lot of possible negative side effects that can happen if you um, from the flu from the flu. So um, yes, I, I you you know there is there is a lot more complications if you're older and you have a low immune system and you don't take your flu right. vaccine. So I want to switch for for a few minutes and talk more about uh, COVID nineteen and go back uh, to the days when. Uh, Dr. Contreras was in medical school, busily studying to be a, a, a physician up there at North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth. You go on, you do a residency at John Peter Smith. H- had anybody in all of those years and all those classes talked about a pandemic? You know, um, I think that when we talked about a pandemic, it almost seemed like um, it was something that you you thought, oh, it's just in in, in in the movies, it's just, you know, a movie about it. 
but there was always that that concern and that fear because um, based on the science, we were due for a pandemic. And so um, I think that it was just something that we we briefly talked about and we said, well, we, we've seen this movie. It it's, 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 doesn't seem like it would be something that could ever happen, but yet here we are. And here we are in, in such a short period of time. I remember uh, when the first uh, reports began, uh, first part of the year, January, February, uh, how uh, there was a report of you, you were counting them by ones. One person, you know, was diagnosed here, another one diagnosed there, one person died here. Now we're at tens and hundreds of ones. Mm-hmm. And that, it, that, that's mm-hmm. a definition of a pandemic, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. So I actually, um, when this first started, had just returned from a mission trip in Honduras. And the way I explain it, it, it's like a whirlwind. I I stepped off the plane, I came to work, and then everything changed. And it's just, it seems like we've been on the go, go, go since then. So, um, yes, I think our our world has changed completely, um, which also sometimes makes you think, well, you know, was I taking was I taking things for granted before, right? Like just uh, right. being able to hug our, our loved ones and, and and not worry about anything, and now we have to think about that. Yeah, um, no hugging, no handshaking. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and on, on that mission, what were you doing in Honduras? We actually were doing healthcare for rural. Um, Honduras, and there is a, a um, an orphanage there. But it's interesting; it's an orphanage not only for young children; it's also for older adults. And um, and so we were providing free healthcare um, to to both the the young the young younger population and the older population. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was great. Was this a doctors without borders kind of thing, or a church group? Yes. Similar to that, it's called One World Surgery, um, and so it's similar to that. It's a group of doctors and, and other healthcare providers, and everybody gets together. and And, um, and there was a, actually a clinic that was built out there by by the same group, and so mm-hmm. they have different groups that go out and 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 help. Um, because not only do they help the the children from the orphanage and the adults that live there. Um, they also help small other uh, towns where the, the 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 patients are bussed in and and they're seen. Honduras is a very poor country, and so as a result, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of uh, availability to see a physician. There's a long list, and um, sometimes even if you're on the list, if you can't pay for your for services, you you you're not seen. And so sometimes these families wait until physicians um, that are there volunteering their services to, to be seen. So, again, sometimes those are things that we take for granted here, right? right. We, just, we just go, I need to see a doctor, <laughs> so just get up and go. Um, so that, that's a little bit about that trip. Wow, I was thinking about my experience the other day, that listening to you know, what that experience must have been like for you and what you saw. That's a whole program we should do at some point which I'd love to do. The other day I uh, uh, cut an ankle, just a scrape, but I figured, you know, I ought to get it checked out, and it was uh, on, on a weekend, but Wellman has extended hours at a lot of its clinics, and 
boom, I popped in, in, into a clinic. I was in in two minutes. The uh, uh, physician said, hey, this is no big deal. It surfaced. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. And I went home. Now, yes. that would not have happened in Honduras. No. That would have not happened. In fact, I had a patient that unfortunately had to have something very similar to your story. But this person, what happened is that the foot became infected. So by right. the time they saw us, they had been waiting. There actually, unfortunately, had to be an amputation of that foot. Yeah, I knew where you so, were going. Oh. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So, you're, yes. Uh, I, and um, something that that uh, it started as a small scratch, but because of infection and the right. complications and the comorbidities, unfortunately, that was not a good ending to that story. Very often associated with diabetes. In fact, one of the tragedies mm-hmm. here in San Antonio, we're number one in the nation in amputations. That's mm-hmm. not something to be proud of. Mm-mm. Right, right. It's, uh, and it's something, you know, diabetes is one of those things I tell my patients, uh, you know, I'm giving you a diagnosis in which you can actually work hard and, and together as a team, we can help. And we, we've got a lot, you know, here at WellMed, we have, we have health coaches, we've got nurses that can work with you one-on-one, and we can kind of help control that, that diabetes. But I tell them, I'm giving you a diagnosis that we can actually work on and, and get to a better point together. Um, but yet sometimes the consequences are, are, are pretty bad if we don't work at it, but um, it's 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 a harsh diagnosis to give someone, and and it's not taken well by a lot of patients uh, because again it's life changing, and so people will say, oh, I, I have a friend who started off with having only mild diabetes, and now they're on dialysis and they lost their vision, and unfortunately that that can happen if if we don't control that. Um, and so there's a lot of a lot of uh, problems that do come with diabetes too, and and since we are talking about doing the flu vaccine, these are patients that we absolutely want to make sure they're getting their flu vaccination um, again because they have that d- uh, suppressed immune system um, because of the of the high amounts of sugars that are in their blood because of the diabetes. And they're also at high risk for the coronavirus as well. Absolutely. Oh, high risk for a lot of things, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We work with a uh, really neat guy here at uh, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, uh, who uh, has diabetes, went through a period of time where uh, he figured, you know, he's doing okay. He can just gauge how he feels. He didn't have to uh, uh, go down the route of taking his uh, blood count, didn't have to take, a, take insulin. He, he'd be fine. He could manage it. Well, he ended up losing one leg uh, mm-hmm. because he developed uh, peripheral neuropathy. He felt, as you know, he cut his foot in a pool, mm-hmm. had no idea uh, until mm-hmm. the odor. This is, I hope you're not eating lunch. That, that, uh, <laughs> that's what clued him to it. Uh, and he ended up uh, losing uh, uh, most of one leg below the knee. Uh, he mm-hmm. then uh, has developed... Uh, uh, eye problems. He's now blind in one eye. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fighting uh, to keep sight in another eye. Uh, and the, the amazing thing about him, uh, and we're not violating any HIPAA rules, Barry has told his story publicly, uh, is his attitude. You know, he, mm-hmm. he keeps keeping on. He knows he caused the problem when he ignored the diabetes. Mm-hmm. And he'll talk to people. He'll go into groups. He'll say, look, here's an example of when you don't pay attention Here's what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's so I mean, tough to see. 
Yes, it is. And I think sometimes we tend to say, well, if I, if I don't talk about it, it's not really happening. And if I just tell myself that I'm fine, I'll be fine. And, and this, this can be a little bit of a, a, almost a silent killer um, because it's doing all its bad work in the background and you might feel okay. And so you say, well, I'm going to have my sugar donut today because I'm feeling fine. But inside of your body, things are, you know, things are going awry. And so, uh, you know, you, you, attitude absolutely has, has a big part to do with how, how you, how you end up doing. But I think working as a group is something that you, you need to, to realize too, that we can help you and you need to have that support from someone. You can't sometimes do it by yourself. Um, not to say that, that, People haven't right. done this, you know, but, but, um, so again, like there's, a, there's a whole support group that you can find and, and diabetic teachers and nurses, and there's just so much. So take advantage of all that. Hey, that's perfect. Uh, listen, I want to get you back at some point and, and we'll get a hold of you uh, to talk about what you did uh, on that mission. Was that your first? Uh, it was not my first. Oh, but good. It was, we'll talk it was my first time in Honduras. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, great. And the other time was uh, downtown Austin. Just um, kidding. <laughs> hey, we got to run. We're out of time. My board app is going to kill me. Thank you very much. You're great to talk to, Dr. Angelica Contreras. I'm Ron Aaron. You've been listening to WellMed Radio on 938 The Answer. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.